Who is Mahanrai Moriankumar? What does the made-up word Deseret mean? How is it possible that there was transparent glass in 2200 BC when transparent glass had not been invented for thousands of years later? Did the Lord make it clear to the brother of Jared that he was both the father and the son? Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast. I'm Max. This review covers the lesson plan for the book of Ether, chapters 1 through 5. Please subscribe to be notified of our upcoming videos. For the sake of time, I will not cite all the parallel phrases and words from the New Testament that are in the Book of Mormon text. While it can be argued that some of the parallels are coincidental, most are so strong that it is impossible to not conclude that their true source is from the King James Bible. For a complete transcript of this lesson, please click on the link in the description below. We begin by reading the heading summary of the Book of Ether, which was not in the 1830 edition, but was added in 1920. The record of the Jaredites taken from the 24 plates found by the people of Limhi in the days of King Mosiah. The Book of Ether was abridged by Moroni from the engravings found on the 24 plates of pure gold. It is a record of the Jaredites beginning at the time of Babel around 2200 BC and continuing till around 120 BC. When Coriantumr became the last survivor of the Jaredites other than the prophet Ether, Coriantumr was found by the people of Zarahemla and lived with them for nine months. See Omni 121. In many ways, the Book of Ether could be considered a miniature Book of Mormon with similar history and events. Though the book is chronologically out of place, readers will understand why they included it at this point in the Book of Mormon. For some reason, the LDS Church does not provide dates in the footnote for the Book of Ether. Ether chapter 1 verse 1. And now I, Moroni, proceed to give an account of those ancient inhabitants who were destroyed by the hand of the Lord upon the face of this north country. He puts the responsibility of the Jaredite destruction on the Lord. The words, quote, given account of, are in Luke 16.2. Ether 1.2. And I take mine account from the twenty and four plates which were found by the people of Limhi, which is called the Book of Ether. See Mosiah 21, verses 25 through 27. Verses 3 through 5. Moroni is not going to tell the whole story that is recorded on the 24 plates. The first part is about the creation of the world and the story of Adam to the Tower of Babel. That part is had among the Jews, so Moroni is going to skip it. Ether 1.3 The phrase, quote, the creation of the world is in Romans 1.20. Ether 1.6 And on this wise do I give the account. He that wrote this record was Ether, and he was a descendant of Coriantor. The phrase, quote, and on this wise, is in John 21, verse 1. Ether 1, verse 7 through 32. Moroni then gives the genealogy of at least 26 generations, from Ether back to Jared. We won't list them here at this time, but it puts us now back to about 2200 B.C. Ether 1, 33. Which Jared came forth with his brother and their families, with some others and their families, from the great tower at the time the Lord confounded the language of the people and swore in his wrath that they should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. And according to the word of the Lord, the people were scattered. This group consisted of 22 people. See Ether 6, verse 16. Up to this point in the history of the world, we understand that everyone still spoke the same language. See Genesis 11, verse 1. In the 1830 edition, it read, quote, And swear in his wrath which was changed in later editions to, quote, and swore in his wrath. The people in Babylon were determined to build a tower, which would reach unto heaven. 
but the Lord wasn't impressed with their design or effort or motivation. Ether 1, 34-35 Jared asked his brother to pray to the Lord that they may speak the same language after the coming confusion of languages. And the brother of Jared, being a large and mighty man, and a man highly favored of the Lord, Jared his brother said unto him, Cry unto the Lord, that he will not confound us, that we may not understand our words. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared did cry unto the Lord. And the Lord had compassion upon Jared, therefore he did not confound the language of Jared, and Jared and his brother were not confounded. So they were still able to communicate with each other. The Bible, however, plainly states that, quote, the whole earth was of one language, end quote. See Genesis 11.1. 1. Apparently, the writer of the Book of Mormon mistakenly thought there were many different languages and that God confounded them while sparing the language of the Jaredites. The fact is, there was only one language and God confounded the people by creating different languages. Although the brother of Jared remained nameless in the Book of Mormon for some reason, he was later given the name Mahanrai Moriankumar by Joseph Smith. I guess with a name like that, no wonder he was called the brother of Jared. Ether 1.38 And it came to pass that Jared spake again unto his brother, saying, Go and inquire of the Lord whether he will drive us out of the land. And if he will drive us out of the land, cry unto him whither we shall go. And who knoweth but the Lord will carry us forth into a land which is choice above all the earth. And if it so be, let us be faithful unto the Lord, that we may receive it for our inheritance. Verses 39-40 Thus, the brother of Jared prayed, and the Lord gave his answer. Verses 41-42 Go to and gather together thy flocks, both male and female of every kind, and also of the seed of the earth of every kind, and thy families, and also Jared thy brother and his family, and also thy friends and their families, and the friends of Jared and their families. And when thou hast done this, thou shalt go at the head of them down into the valley which is northward, and there will I meet thee, and I will go before thee into a land which is choice above all the lands of the earth. LDS Apostle Joseph Fielding Smith wrote, quote, The Book of Mormon informs us that the whole America, both north and south, is a choice land above all other lands. In other words, Zion. The Lord told the Jaredites that he would lead them to a land which is choice above all other lands on the earth. We understand that they landed in Central America, where their kingdom existed the greater part of their residence in America, end quote. That's from Doctrine of Salvation, Volume 3, page 73. Ether 143. The Lord continues, And there will I bless thee and thy seed, and raise up unto me of thy seed and of the seed of thy brother and they who shall go with thee a great nation. And there shall be none greater than the nation which I will raise up unto me of thy seed upon all the face of the earth. And thus I will do unto thee, because this long time ye have cried unto me. Ether chapter 2 verse 1 And it came to pass that Jared and his brother and their families, and also the friends of Jared and his brother and their families, went down into the valley which was northward. And the name of the valley was Nimrod, being called after the mighty hunter, with their flocks which they had gathered together, male and female of every kind. By the way, Nimrod was founded by Babylon, or Babel. Verse 2. And they did also lay snares and catch fowls of the air, and they did also prepare a vessel in which they did carry with them the fish of the waters. A vessel, meaning a watertight container like a fish tank to hold the fish. 
Verse 3. And they did also carry with them Deseret, which by interpretation is a honey bee. And thus they did carry with them swarms of bees, and all manner of that which was upon the face of the land, seeds of every kind. The phrase, quote, which by interpretation is in Acts 9.36. Deseret is a contrived word that is not in the dictionary. The term Deseret is a common word in Elias' culture. It is associated with being industrious, everyone doing their part, like honeybees in their hives. What kind of challenge would that be for them to keep bees abroad their ships for nearly a year? A bigger problem is the fact that there were no honeybees in the New World before they were introduced by the Europeans in the 17th century. Ether 2, verses 4 through 6. And it came to pass that when they had come down into the valley of Nimrod, the Lord came down and talked with the brother of Jared. And he was in a cloud, and the brother of Jared saw him not. And it came to pass that the Lord commanded them that they should go forth into the wilderness, yea, into that quarter where there never had man been. And it came to pass that the Lord did go before them, and did talk with them as he stood in a cloud and gave directions whither they should travel. And it came to pass that they did travel in the wilderness, and did build barges in which they did cross many waters, being directed continually by the hand of the Lord. It is important to note that these are not the eight barges in which they will eventually cross the ocean to the new world. And these, quote, many waters are not the ocean in this verse. Many maps show that they could have traveled crossing no water at all, other than rivers, before they reached the ocean. In addition, these barges would have needed the same facilities, air supply, and light. Thus, they would have already known what to do from all that experience rather than have God help them when they finally arrived at the ocean. Right? Ether 2.7 After they had finished this journey in barges and arrived on land again, the Lord required them to keep going until they came to the ocean, at which point they would again build vessels for the voyage to the promised land. And the Lord would not suffer that they should stop beyond the sea in the wilderness, but he would that they should come forth even unto the land of promise, which was choice above all other lands, which the Lord God had preserved for a righteous people. The words, quote, would not suffer that, are in Mark 11.16, and, quote, the land of promise, are in Hebrews 11.9, and, quote, when the fullness of, are in Galatians 4.4, and, quote, come upon them, are in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. Ether 2.8. Moroni re-emphasizes the requirement for people and nations to continue to dwell in the promised land. And he had sworn in his wrath unto the brother of Jared, that whoso should possess this land of promise from that time henceforth and forever should serve him, the true and only God, or they should be swept off when the fullness of his wrath should come upon them. Verse 9. Here are those conditions under which a nation would be swept off of this land. And now we can behold the decrees of God concerning this land, that it is a land of promise, and whatsoever nation shall possess it shall serve God, or they shall be swept off when the fullness of his wrath shall come upon them, and the fullness of his wrath cometh upon them when they are ripened in iniquity. Verse 10, once again Moroni repeats these conditions. Verse 11, speaking of what Moroni is teaching here in the Book of Mormon, and this cometh unto you, O ye Gentiles, that ye may know the decrees of God, that ye may repent, and not continue in your iniquities until the fullness come, that ye may not bring down the fullness of the wrath of God upon you, as the inhabitants of the land have hitherto done. 
In the 1830 edition, page 541, it read, quote, until the fullness be come, which was changed in later editions to delete the word be. The words, quote, the decrees of, are in Acts 17.7, and, quote, of the wrath of God upon, are in Revelation 16.1. Ether 2.12. The Lord is giving the same warning to the Gentiles who will eventually come to the promised land. Behold, this is a choice land, and whatsoever nation shall possess it shall be free from bondage and from captivity and from all other nations under heaven, if they will but serve the God of the land, who is Jesus Christ, who hath been manifested by the things which we have written. The words quote is Jesus Christ is in 1 Corinthians 3.11. The name and title Jesus Christ are completely anachronistic in the year 2200 B.C., Either 2.13. Moroni continues now with his account of the Jaredites. And now I proceed with my record. For behold, it came to pass that the Lord did bring Jared and his brethren forth even to that great sea which divideth the lands. And as they came to the sea, they pitched their tents, and they called the name of the place Moriancumer. And they dwelt in tents, and dwelt in tents upon the seashore for the space of four years. So they reached the Atlantic Ocean shore and camped in a place they named after the brother of Jared. In the 1830 edition, page 541, the phrase, quote, dwelt in tents, is repeated again in the same sentence, which seems to be a scribal error. It wasn't corrected in the current edition. Ether 2.14. Next, the brother of Jared will be scolded for neglecting his prayers. And it came to pass at the end of four years that the Lord came again unto the brother of Jared, and stood in a cloud, and talked with him. And for the space of three hours did the Lord talk with the brother of Jared, and chastened him, because he remembered not to call upon the name of the Lord. A three-hour conversation with God has to be a record in religious history. Verse 15. Is the brother of Jared the only one in this group who can pray? What about Jared himself? It seems to all rest upon the shoulders of Moriancomer. And the brother of Jared repented of the evil which he had done, and did call upon the name of the Lord for his brethren who were with him. And the Lord said unto him, I will forgive thee and thy brethren of their sins, but thou shalt not sin any more. For ye shall remember that my spirit will not always strive with man. Wherefore, if ye will sin until ye are fully ripe, ye shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord." And these are my thoughts upon the land which I shall give you for your inheritance, for it shall be a land choice above all other lands. Ether 2.16 God now commands these people to build another set of barges in which they can cross the ocean to the new world. Remember, they had already built similar vessels before, so why did they need the help from the Lord now? And the Lord said, Go to work and build after the manner of barges which ye have hitherto built. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared did go to work, and also his brethren, and built barges after the manner which they had built, according to the instructions of the Lord. And they were small, and they were light upon the water, even like unto the lightness of a fowl upon the water. In the 1830 edition, page 542, the second word, manner, was misspelled, M-A-N-E-R. It was corrected in later editions. Ether 2.17 and they were built after a manner that they were exceedingly tight, even that they would hold water like unto a dish, and the bottom thereof was tight like unto a dish, and the sides thereof were tight like unto a dish, and the ends thereof were peaked, and the top thereof was tight like unto a dish, 
and the length thereof was the length of a tree, and the door thereof, when it was shut, was tight like unto a dish. By the way, what was the length of a tree? Ether 2, 18-19 Once the small, tight, waterproof ships were built, the brother of Jared had some obvious concerns. There was no light and fresh air inside. Weren't these concerns resolved in the building of the first barges back in Ether 2.6? Ether 2.20 And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, Behold, thou shalt make a hole in the top, and also in the bottom. And when thou shalt suffer for air, thou shalt unstop the hole, and receive air. And if it be so that the water come in upon thee, behold, ye shall stop the hole, that ye may not perish in the flood. So use stoppers and plugs when you need fresh air? How believable is that? Verse 21, And the brother of Jared made the holes and stoppers. Ether 2.22 And he cried again unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, behold, I have done even as thou hast commanded me, and I have prepared the vessels for my people. And behold, there is no light in them. Behold, O Lord, wilt thou suffer that we shall cross this great water in darkness? After being reminded by Jared's brother, about critical design flaws in the barges, doesn't it make God look foolish and inept? Verse 23, As if God didn't have a solution to these problems, he asked the brother of Jared for suggestions. And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, What will ye that I should do that ye may have light in your vessels? For behold, ye cannot have windows, for they will be dashed in pieces. Neither shall ye take fire with you, for ye shall not go by the light of fire. Transparent glass was invented in Germany in the 11th century, long after the Book of Mormon ends in AD 421. If God told the brother of Jared, they would not have windows, because they would break. Real people of that era would not have the slightest idea of what God was talking about. And Jared's brother would never have commented that the stones were clear like transparent glass, because at that time there was no such product and no such terminology. This conversation between Jared's brother and the Lord, about 2200 BC, is totally anachronistic. The Lord urges the brother of Jared to propose a solution to his own problem. Either 224. And because they were underwater much of the time, For behold, ye shall be as a whale in the midst of the sea, for the mountain waves shall dash upon you. Nevertheless, I will bring you up again out of the depths of the sea. For the winds have gone forth out of my mouth, and also the rains and the floods have I sent forth. This will be the means by which the vessels will be steered and driven toward the promised land. The Lord will propel them with the force of the winds. Submarines like these barges were not invented until the 17th century. The Jaredites were not to take fire with them, so clearly they did not cook their food or keep warm for almost a year of rolling around the ocean with boatloads of livestock and bees. Imagine such vessels, eight of them staying in a group, loaded with humans, animals, tons of provisions, and thousands of gallons of fresh water, turning upside down in an ocean storm? How would they have survived such an experience? Why didn't God just have them construct sailing ships, like he had Nephi and the Mulekites build? The sheer mechanics and logistics of making a nearly year-long journey under the conditions described here in Ether are physically impossible. Ether 2.25 And behold, I prepare you against these things, 
For ye cannot cross this great deep, save I prepare you against the waves of the sea, and the winds which have gone forth, and the floods which shall come. Therefore what will ye that I should prepare for you, that ye may have light when ye are swallowed up in the depths of the sea? In the 1830 edition, page 543, it read, quote, For how be it, ye cannot cross this great deep. In later editions, the word how be it is deleted. The words, quote, swallowed up in, are in 1 Corinthians 15:54, Ether, chapter 3, verse 1. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared, now the number of the vessels which had been prepared was eight, went forth unto the mount, which they called the Mount Shelem, because of its exceeding height, and did molten out of a rock sixteen small stones. And they were white and clear, even as transparent glass. And he did carry them in his hands upon the top of the mount, and cried again unto the Lord, saying, Imagine the work it would require to form the sixteen small clear white stones. This better be a good idea, because what if the Lord rejects the stones after all the effort the brother of Jared invested to make them? Again, this is another fatal mistake for Joseph Smith to write that these stones were transparent glass, since glass would not be invented for thousands of years into the future. The words transparent glass are in Revelation 21 verse 21. Eight, being the number of vessels to cross the water, could symbolically represent the age at which Latter-day Saint children get baptized. Ether 3, verses 2-3. through three. The brother of Jared will pitch his idea and product to the Lord. O Lord, Thou hast said that we must be encompassed about by the floods. Now behold, O Lord, and do not be angry with Thy servant because of his weakness before Thee. For we know that Thou art holy and dwellest in the heavens, and that we are unworthy before thee, because of the fall our natures have become evil continually. Nevertheless, O Lord, thou hast given us a commandment that we must call upon thee, that from thee we may receive according to our desires. Behold, O Lord, thou hast smitten us because of our iniquity, and hast driven us forth, and for these many years we have been in the wilderness. Nevertheless, thou hast been merciful unto us. O Lord, look upon me in pity, and turn away thine anger from this thy people, and suffer not that they shall go forth across this raging deep in darkness. But behold these things which I have molten out of the rock. Speaking of the sixteen stones, verse 4. And I know, O Lord, that thou hast all power, and can do whatsoever thou wilt for the benefit of man. Therefore touch these stones, O Lord, with thy finger, and prepare them that they may shine forth in darkness and they shall shine forth unto us in the vessels which we have prepared, that we may have light while we shall cross the sea. How did he know the Lord had a finger? If so, then he must have believed the Lord also had a complete body. Verse 5, Behold, O Lord, thou canst do this. We know that thou art able to show forth great power which looks small unto the understanding of men. The brother of Jared, in his confidence, is encouraging the Lord to demonstrate his power. Verse 6, And it came to pass that when the brother of Jared had said these words, Behold, the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched the stones one by one with his finger. And the veil was taken from off the eyes of the brother of Jared, and he saw the finger of the Lord, and it was as the finger of a man like unto flesh and blood. And the brother of Jared fell down before the Lord, for he was struck with fear. Here the Book of Mormon teaches that men's spirit bodies look like flesh and blood, in other words, like their physical bodies. Ether 3, 7-8 through 8. 
And the Lord saw that the brother of Jared had fallen to the earth, and the Lord said unto him, Arise, why hast thou fallen? And he saith unto the Lord, I saw the finger of the Lord, and I feared lest he should smite me, for I knew not that the Lord had flesh and blood. The brother of Jared said he was afraid that the Lord might smite him for looking at his finger. Jared's brother speaks of God having flesh and blood, yet the Bible states that God is a spirit and does not possess a material body. See John 4, 24. In D&C 130, verse 22, Joseph Smith disagreed when he wrote that, quote, the father has a body of flesh and bones as tangible as man's, end quote. Joseph Smith, the Book of Mormon, and the Bible cannot all be correct on this point. In Alma 31, verse 15, it says, quote, Holy, holy God, we believe that thou art God, and we believe that thou art holy, and that thou wast a spirit, and that thou art a spirit, and that thou wilt be a spirit forever, End quote. That teaching was made clear by Ammon back in Alma 18, verses 24 to 28 and by Aaron in Alma 22:9-11. This teaching is throughout the overall message of the Book of Mormon in regard to God's spirit nature. Ether 3 verses 9 through 10. And the Lord said unto him, Because of thy faith thou hast seen that I shall take upon me flesh and blood, and never has man come before me with such exceeding faith as thou hast. For were it not so, ye could not have seen my finger. Sawest thou more than this? And he answered, Nay, Lord, show thyself unto me. What the brother of Jared saw, he liked. So he tells the Lord to show the rest of himself. Ether 3, 11-13 And the Lord said unto him, Believest thou the words which I shall speak? And he answered, Yea, Lord, I know that thou speakest the truth, for thou art a God of truth, and canst not lie. And when he had said these words, Behold, the Lord showed himself unto him, and said, Because thou knowest these things, ye are redeemed from the fall. Therefore ye are brought back into my presence. Therefore I show myself unto you. The phrase, quote, And when he had said these words, is in Acts 28-29. Ether 3.14 Behold, I am he who was prepared from the foundation of the world to redeem my people. Behold, I am Jesus Christ, I am the Father and the Son. In me shall all mankind have life, and that eternally, even they who shall believe on my name, and they shall become my sons and my daughters. In the 1830 edition, page 545, it read, quote, All mankind have light, which was changed in later editions to read, quote, All mankind have life. The phrase, quote, Behold, I am he, is in Acts 10.21, and, quote, From the foundation of the world is in Matthew 13.35, and, quote, I am Jesus, is in Acts 22.8. In Mormon 9, verse 12, Moroni taught, Behold, he created Adam, and by Adam came the fall of man. And because of the fall of man came Jesus Christ, even the Father and the Son. And because of Jesus Christ came the redemption of man. It is stated in these verses that Jesus Christ is both the Father and the Son. The words, quote, Father and the Son, are in 2 John 1, 9. Jesus Christ, being referenced as both the Father and the Son, has been taught to us before in the Book of Mormon. See 2 Nephi 11, 7, Mosiah 3, 8, Mosiah 7, 7, 
Mosiah 15.3, and Helaman 14.12. Remember in the introductory pages of the Book of Mormon lesson, we read from the title page, written by Moroni, what the purpose of the Book of Mormon was. And also to the convincing of the Jew and Gentile that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God. I will bet most Latter-day Saints today will tell you otherwise, that eternal God is referring to Heavenly Father. Always keep in mind that Joseph Smith was monotheistic in his beliefs when he wrote or translated the Book of Mormon. We find in 1 Nephi 11.21, the 1830 edition, page 25, read, And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Eternal Father. LDS leaders altered the wording in later editions to read, And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, the Son of the Eternal Father. Ether 3.15 And never have I showed myself unto man whom I have created, for never has man believed in me as thou hast. Seest thou that ye are created after mine own image? Yea, even all men were created in the beginning after mine own image. Clearly the encounter with the Lord is one of the, if not the most intimate, of all accounts related in the Book of Mormon. According to other LDS scripture, he says he has never shown himself unto man before the brother of Jared. But that clearly contradicts the revelation Joseph Smith received, called the Book of Moses, where Moses saw God, see Moses 7.4, and Enoch saw God. Ether 3.16 Behold, this body which ye now behold is the body of my spirit, and man have I created after the body of my spirit. And even as I appear unto thee to be in the spirit, will I appear unto my people in the flesh. He will look like this in his mortal body. Now, this gets confusing for the LDS when he says, quote, and man have I created, end quote. It is clear in the Bible that the Word who became flesh, Jesus, was the creator of all things, including man. See John 1.3, Acts 17.24, Ephesians 3.9, and Colossians 1.16. The Book of Mormon supports this, See Mosiah 3.8, Helaman 14.12. This is because the Word was God. But in LDS theology, Heavenly Father, through His Son, created all things except man. But that contradicts what he said in Ether 3.16. It is the premortal Christ who created all things, including man. Ether 3.17. Moroni is going to summarize this event. And now, as I, Moroni, said... I could not make a full account of these things which are written. Therefore it sufficeth me to say that Jesus showed himself unto this man in the Spirit, even after the manner and in the likeness of the same body, even as he showed himself unto the Nephites. The phrase, quote, things which are written, is in Revelation 22.19, and, quote, of the same body is in Ephesians 3.6. Ether 3.18. And he ministered unto him, even as he ministered unto the Nephites. And all this that this man might know that he was God because of the many great works which the Lord had showed unto him. This pre-incarnate manifestation preceded Jesus' appearance to the Nephites by a couple of thousand years. Verse 19. And because of the knowledge of this man, he could not be kept from beholding within the veil. And he saw the finger of Jesus, which when he saw he fell with fear, for he knew that it was the finger of the Lord, and he had faith no longer, for he knew nothing doubting. The words, quote, nothing doubting, are in Acts 11.12. Ether 3.20. 
Wherefore, having this perfect knowledge of God, he could not be kept from within the veil. Therefore he saw Jesus, and he did minister unto him. His faith led to perfect knowledge. But there are so many people in this world who have faith who also have questions and doubt. The phrase, quote, perfect knowledge of is in Acts 24.22. And, quote, he saw Jesus is in Luke 8.28. Ether 3.21. And it came to pass that the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, Behold, thou shalt not suffer these things which ye have seen and heard to go forth unto the world, until the time cometh that I shall glorify my name in the flesh. Wherefore, ye shall treasure up the things which ye have seen and heard, and show it to no man. Jesus didn't want the brother of Jared to tell anyone that he had seen Jesus' finger and spirit body until he had performed his mortal mission on earth. Ether 3, 22-23 Then, speaking of a future date, When ye shall come unto me, ye shall write them, and shall seal them up, that no one can interpret them, for ye shall write them in a language that they cannot be read. And behold, these two stones will I give unto thee, and ye shall seal them up also with the things which ye shall write. These two stones are Urim and Thummim, which the Lord provided. It is interesting to know that there is more than one Urim and Thummim, and that the one given to Joseph Smith was the one used by the brother of Jared. See Bible Dictionary, page 786 and 787. We can assume the things that the brother of Jared wrote are contained in the sealed portion of the Book of Mormon plates, which were not translated by Joseph Smith. Ether 3.24 For behold the language which ye shall write I have confounded, wherefore I will cause in my own due time that these stones shall magnify to the eyes of men these things which ye shall write. They were made so that no one else could understand it without the help of the Urim and Thummim. Surprisingly, Joseph translated most of the Book of Mormon without the use of the Urim and Thummim. Instead, he used a treasure-seeking peepstone and a hat. See Gospel Topic Essay, Book of Mormon Translation. Links are in the description. Ether 3.25 The brother of Jared had such great faith that the Savior showed him all things. And when the Lord had said these words, he showed unto the brother of Jared all the inhabitants of the earth which had been, and also all that would be, and he withheld them not from his sight even unto the ends of the earth. Jesus showed him every human that had ever lived or ever will live, but for what purpose? Verse 26. For he had said unto him in times before, that if he would believe in him, that he could show unto him all things, it should be shown unto him. Therefore the Lord could not withhold anything from him, for he knew that the Lord could show him all things. Seems the brother of Jared had more influence than any man ever lived by forcing the Lord to show him all things. Verse 27. And the Lord said unto him, Write these things, and seal them up, and I will show them in mine own due time unto the children of men. Referring to the sealed portion of the Book of Mormon. Verse 28. And it came to pass that the Lord commanded him that he should seal up the two stones which he had received, and show them not, until the Lord should show them unto the children of men. Meaning, when Joseph Smith in 1827 received the Urim and Thummim. Ether, chapter 4, verse 1. And the Lord commanded the brother of Jared to go down out of the mount from the presence of the Lord, and write the things which he had seen. And they were forbidden to come unto the children of men, until after that he should be lifted up upon the cross. And for this cause did King Mosiah keep them, that they should not come unto the world, until after Christ should show himself unto his people. 
Here, Moroni is explaining that Jesus commands Jared's brother to write that he saw Jesus' finger and spirit body and the inhabitants of the world. 2200 years later in the flesh, Jesus will be born and reveal his finger and his body to the rest of the world. Then, in another 1820 years or so, Joseph Smith will obtain the plates and will tell everyone all about what the brother of Jared saw. Got it? In the 1830 edition, page 546, it read, quote, And for this cause did King Benjamin keep them, end quote. But, according to the Book of Mormon chronology, King Benjamin was already dead when these events took place. He died about 121 B.C. See Mosiah 6.5. LDS leaders in later editions changed the name from King Benjamin to King Mosiah here in Ether 4.1 to eliminate the mistake. We also read back in Mosiah 21.28, quote, And now Lemhi was again filled with joy on learning from the mouth of Ammon, the king of Mosiah, had a gift from God, whereby he could interpret such engravings. Yea, and Ammon also did rejoice, end quote. This verse contains the same serious mistake. In the 1830 edition, page 200, it read, quote, King Benjamin had a gift from God. Since King Benjamin died 15 chapters earlier, the name had been changed to King Mosiah in later editions to correct the obvious mistake. So in today's version, it reads, quote, King Mosiah had a gift from God, end quote. This was not a mere grammatical or punctuation change, but a change of considerable substance. How did such an obvious mistake slip into the translation being overseen by the power of God? The fact that there are two such changes in the Book of Mormon leads one to speculate that Joseph Smith may possibly have had a different course in mind for the life of King Benjamin and had killed Benjamin prematurely while writing the lost 116 pages of the Book of Mormon. Joseph Fielding Smith, a former LDS prophet and church historian, said in the Improvement Era, December 1961, quote, Enemies of the church have made the statement that there have been one or two or more thousand changes in the Book of Mormon since the first edition was published. Well, of course, there is no truth in that statement. End quote. Really, President Smith? No truth to that at all? I think it has been proven otherwise. Ether 4.5 Wherefore the Lord hath commanded me to write them, and I have written them. And he commanded me that I should seal them up, and he also hath commanded that I should seal up the interpretation thereof. Wherefore, I have sealed up the interpreters according to the commandment of the Lord. The words, quote, in unbelief are in Romans 11.23, and, quote, the gospel of Christ are in Romans 15.19. These interpreters, or Urim and Thummim, were described by Joseph Smith in Joseph Smith History 135. Quote, there was a book deposited, written upon gold plates, giving an account of the former inhabitants of this continent, and the source from whence they sprang. Also, that there were two stones in silver bows, and these stones fastened to a breastplate, constituted what is called the Urim and Thummim, deposited with these plates, and the possession and use of these stones were what constituted seers in ancient and former times, and that God had prepared them for the purpose of translating the book." What is surprising is that the Urim and Thummim were only used for the first 116 pages. Once those pages were lost, the Urim and Thummim was not used again in the translation process. 
it was replaced by Smith's treasure-seeking peepstone. David Whitmer, who was one of the three witnesses to the Book of Mormon, wrote in an address to all believers, 1887, page 12, quote, I will give you a description of the manner in which the Book of Mormon was translated. Joseph Smith put the seer stone into a hat and put his face in the hat, drawing it closely around his face to exclude the light, and in the darkness the spiritual light would shine. A piece of something resembling parchment would appear, and on that appeared the writing. End quote. Ether 4.6 What Jared's brother saw was not to be revealed until people are ready and worthy to receive it. Verse 7. Next, Moroni tells the reader when they will be privileged to learn the contents of these sealed plates. And in that day that they shall exercise faith in me, saith the Lord, even as the brother of Jared did, that they may become sanctified in me, then will I manifest unto them the things which the brother of Jared saw, even to the unfolding unto them all my revelation, saith Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of the heavens and of the earth, and all things that in them are. Once again, here in the Book of Mormon, Jesus is both the Father and the Son. The phrase, quote, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is in Mark 1.1. 1, 1. Ether 4.10 And he that believeth not my words believeth not my disciples. And if it so be that I do not speak, judge ye. For ye shall know that it is I that speaketh at the last day. The phrase, quote, at the last day, is in John 6.39. Ether 4.11 But he that believeth these things which I have spoken, him will I visit with the manifestations of my spirit, and he shall know and bear record. For because of my spirit he shall know that these things are true, for it persuadeth men to do good. The words, quote, things are true, are in Philippians 4.8, and, quote, persuadeth men to, are in Acts 18.13. Ether 4.12 And whatsoever thing persuadeth men to do good is of me, for good cometh of none, save it be of me. I am the same that leadeth men to all good, he that will not believe my words will not believe me that I am. And he that will not believe me will not believe the Father who sent me. For behold, I am the Father. I am the light and the life and the truth of the world. Again, emphasizing that he is Christ and the Father. The phrase, quote, I am the light is in John eight twelve. Ether 4, 13 through 15. Next, the Savior invites all people to come unto him. Verse 13, the words, quote, because of unbelief, are in Romans 11.20. Verse 15, the phrase, quote, the Father in my name, is in John 16.23. Ether 4.16. Then Jesus speaks of the book of Revelation written by the Apostle John. Apparently, the brother of Jared saw the things which were shown in a vision to John. These things are recorded in the sealed portion of the Book of Mormon. The words, quote, servant John, are in Revelation 1.1. And, quote, the time is at hand is in Revelation 22.10. Ether 4.17. Therefore, when ye shall receive this record, ye may know that the work of the Father has commenced upon all the face of the land. With the coming forth of the Book of Mormon, it will be a sign of the restoration of the gospel and that the gathering of Israel has begun. Verses 18-19. This chapter closes with the Savior issuing another invitation for people to repent and be baptized. Believe and be saved. Don't believe and be damned. Ether 5. In this chapter, Moroni is speaking directly to the future Joseph Smith, 
with instructions about the gold plate. Ether 5.1 And now I, Moroni, have written the words which were commanded me according to my memory, and I have told you the things which I have sealed up. Therefore touch them not in order that ye may translate, for that thing is forbidden you, except by and by it shall be wisdom in God. Moroni doesn't want Joseph Smith to translate the sealed portion of the plate. Verse 2. Moroni then tells Smith that he will be allowed to show the gold place to some who will serve as witnesses. And behold, ye may be privileged that ye may show the plates unto those who shall assist to bring forth this work. He is referring to the eight witnesses. Verse 3. And unto three shall they be shown by the power of God, wherefore they shall know of a surety that these things are true. The phrase quote by the power of God is in 1 Peter 1 5. Ether 5 4. And in the mouth of three witnesses shall these things be established, and the testimony of three, and this work, in the which shall be shown forth the power of God, and also his word, of which the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost bear record, and all this shall stand as a testimony against the world at the last day. The three witnesses selected were Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, and Martin Harris. See Doctrine and Covenants section 17. Joseph Smith carefully crafted the witness affidavits which the individual witnesses simply signed. To be more credible, each of the witnesses should have written their own testimony instead of merely signing a carefully prepared statement written by Joseph Smith. Ether 5, verses 5 through 6. And if it so be that they repent and come unto the Father in the name of Jesus, they shall be received into the kingdom of God. And now, if I have no authority for these things, judge ye. For ye shall know that I have authority when ye shall see me, and we shall stand before God at the last day. Amen. This concludes our study for today. Please subscribe so you won't miss any of our future episodes. You can catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Or you can go to our website at TalkingToMormons.com, where you can download this script and learn much more. Until next time, God bless.